Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views. Well, I think it's a significant breakthrough. Um, I knew from the last time I spoke to you that a deal was virtually done, um, but what wasn't done was the politics of it. Whether the British Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, um, could get his own parliament, particularly his own party the, and the ERG group within it, uh, as well as the DUP, uh, to support a settlement deal. I think the European Union has gone a very, very long way to address the concerns of the DUP and those in Northern Ireland. And what is a complicated area, the organization of trade, um, with Northern Ireland remaining in two separate trading blocks, being part of the single market of the European Union, but also being part of the single market of the United Kingdom, and how goods moving between uh, those two entities uh, would be checked. So now, on top of all the complications we've had to uh, learn about for the last couple of years um, in terms of the Northern Ireland Protocol, we have new things to learn about because this new agreement to be called the Windsor Framework um, introduces new rules. And including, I suppose, uh, the most interesting uh, is what is now going to be called the Stormont Break, which is a power to put a break within Northern Ireland on EU rules if a majority in the Northern Ireland Assembly feel that they have an adverse effect on them. This is a huge concession from the European Union, and I hope one that will um, assuage everybody's fears and that now we can actually uh, end the um, difficulties about trade, um, get the Northern Ireland Assembly back and running and the Northern Ireland Executive and re-establish on much better terms the general atmosphere uh, between Britain and the European Union for better cooperation and hopefully uh, for a better outcome for everybody, both within the European Union and within the United Kingdom. What does this mean for a county like Wexford when it comes to, say, our food producers and other aspects of, of, of Wexford business life, and, and indeed when it comes to tourism, etc.? What are the, the benefits that can be accrued for a county like Wexford from this, if it, it is finally well, across the line? Well, number one, obviously, uh, it, it's good for us that there isn't a, a trade war between Britain and the, uh, the EU, and that was looming without this deal. And a trade war would have been ruinous for us. I mean, I uh, was in Danone um, some months ago, and they have a huge export market from Wexford uh, into Britain. And they were terrified that there would be trade barriers put up for goods coming into Britain from Ireland uh, as a retaliation um, or response to trade barriers from goods from Britain coming into the EU. So to uh, take away that fear, take away that anxiety is a very, very positive thing. By and large, the agreement, the so-called framework, uh, the Windsor Framework, uh, applies to goods coming from GB, Great Britain, into Northern Ireland. Uh, And I I, I go into the detail if you want, but it simply is an agreed basis and hopefully will be formally agreed by both Parliament uh, in Britain and within Northern Ireland uh, that goods that are destined for Northern Ireland only from Great Britain will have a green lane and will not be checked. Right. But goods that potentially could head into the Republic and therefore into the European Union will come through a red lane and will be checked. Right. Uh, and that would be take away this, the necessity for the paperwork for all goods uh, and, in fact, the banning of certain goods because there was very strict 
restrictions on uh, certain um, meat products and um, uh, other food products coming into the north. Right. There's just one uh, item that I'd like to address before I ask you about the, the return of power sharing. Uh, and this is a, a comment attributed to John Downing in today's Irish Independent. In his article, he says, the bigger obstacle for Rishi Sunak will be convincing the DUP and many in the ERG, that's the European Research Group, that yes. the deal addresses the constitutional issues thrown up by the original deal. Now, you touched on that in the, in the early part of our mm. conversation this morning. Can you just flesh that out a little bit for me? And again, simplify it first so we can understand it, please. Yeah, I mean, there are constitutional issues because the Good Friday Agreement is based on a seamless interaction between Northern Ireland and the Republic. Uh, And that was facilitated by our common membership of the European Union. There's no barriers to goods, trades, movement of people, uh, no barriers at all between North and South. And we have to maintain that. Um, That was severely tested when Britain voted to leave the European Union. Uh, it means that they're in a different trade bloc. Uh, and coming to a, um, a legal settlement that facilitated um, that separation uh, without creating a hard border on the island of Ireland was always going to pose constitutional problems. Uh, Theresa May wanted the Europe, the, um, all of Great Britain to remain within the single market, and that would have been the best and obvious outcome. The DUP and others opposed that. Uh, and therefore, we had to work on a, a, a different agreement, which was the protocol. And the problem from a unionist perspective with the protocol that has existed up to now is that it meant that goods coming from, in their view, one part of the United Kingdom, that's Great Britain, into Northern Ireland, another part of the, uh, of the United Kingdom, um, were subject to tests and checks. And as far as they were concerned, uh, that was a constitutional challenge to their uh, membership and integral part of the United Kingdom. Um, Whether this solution, which still has um, differences between Northern Ireland and the rest of Great Britain, um, will satisfy the unionists, I think is the point John Downing is talking about. Because, for example, uh, because Northern Ireland will remain within the single market, uh, for many instances it will be subject ultimately to the European Court of Justice. Uh, and for many fundamentalists, uh, the fact that, in their view, a foreign court has any jurisdiction over affairs of trade in Northern Ireland is unacceptable. Okay. So I suppose that's the fundamental constitutional point that still might be a difficulty. Right. When do you foresee the return of power sharing? Do you see it soon? Do you see it happening within the next six months? What do you see? Well, I'm hopeful. Um, I'm in Belfast next weekend. Uh, I will be in Stormont. I'll be meeting... Um, um, representatives from not only all the Northern Ireland uh, parties but from Brit- British uh, parties as well. Um, I-, I think now this agreement, as laid out yesterday, has will be endorsed overwhelmingly by the British Parliament. Uh, Rishi Sunak, obviously, and the British government are in favour of it, even if there is a rump within his own party that will reject it. Um, the Labour Party in Britain is in support of it. The European Union is in support of it. Uh, the Irish Parliament, if given a vote on it, will support it. And America has come out yesterday uh, with the President uh, uh, of the United States saying they support it. So it would be very difficult for anybody to resist that overwhelming consensus. Uh, and I am hopeful that the DUP uh, will accept this agreement 
uh, will uh, allow for the reconstitution of the Northern Ireland Assembly. And that really should happen very quickly, hopefully within the next week or two, because the objective, uh, although it has been unspoken for the last little while, is to have all the institutions up and working uh, for the anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, which obviously is coming up on the Good Friday that we're now approaching. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.